I'm gonna be really bold here and draw an assumption that if you are watching this video, you probably are an investor who's learning about uh, how to invest or getting some ideas on how to manage your portfolio. And I'm also gonna bet that you know that 2022 so far has not been very kind to investors across the board. And in fact, if we look at it from a measurement uh, using the North American indices, uh, as an example, we can see that every major North American indice is in negative territories. And by that, I mean the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and the Toronto Stock Exchange. And if we look at each of these indices, we can see that the Toronto Stock Exchange has been the least damaged so far in 2022, uh, just, just slightly into the red at 0.4%, followed by the Dow Jones Industrials down about 7%, the S&P 500 down about 10%, and the leader in the negative territory is the NASDAQ down over 17%. It is very easy to get caught up when we're going through times like this, and I would call these turbulent times. But as much as a negative market certainly catches our attention, people get tend to get caught up even more when the markets are rising. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about in the video today. We're going to talk about this, um, this never-ending debate, and it, it, it always has been and it always will be. How do you construct your portfolio? And the, the sort of the, if you're going to be an equity investor, the, the two main categories you would talk about growth stocks or value stocks. Or I'm going to talk about in this video about growth stocks. And by that, I'm going to use the FANG stocks um, as the sort of the proxies for that compared to call them blue chip investments, call them boring investments, uh, the consumer staple types of stocks. And this can be a real opportunity to, to take a closer look and see what can we learn when we uh, compare. And I'm going to look back over the last uh, little while here to, to try and pick up on a few, thing, a few things that can help. Now, the first thing I'm going to point out, and this should be blaringly obvious to anyone, especially people who have invested for uh, a number of years, is when we look at what's happened year to date, and I'll just throw that chart back up on the screen here, and we can see all these negative numbers, that pales in comparison to, of course, what can happen. And the most recent big example I would give, of course, is the credit crisis back in 08, 09. And we can see by this chart what the major indices did, how they performed. And when you compare that to, you know, what's happening out there today, this is, uh, you know, this is child's play. But these are the types of things that, and keep in mind, those were the broad indices. So the, those numbers back in 08, 09 factored in growth stocks, value stocks, blue chip, small cap, um, everything all mixed in there. For the video today, I'm going to select or I've selected 11 companies that I want to be sort of bump, uh, grouping together and analyzing here. Uh, the FANG stocks, so you're looking at Facebook or Meta, uh, you're looking at Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Netflix, and I've also thrown... Um, Microsoft in there. I, I'm not sure why I did that, but as I was preparing the slides, I threw Microsoft in there as well. Uh, and I'm also going to look at five blue chip, boring, staple type companies. And I'm going to look specifically at Procter & Gamble, at Walmart. I'm going to look at Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, and probably one of the most boring and uninspiring stocks uh, that I've ever owned at some point in the past, Campbell Soup. And this is going to be sort of just a way to look at sort of those, the day-to-day, the, -day, the whole, uh, the humdrum, the whole hum type stocks versus these energetic stocks that we've heard so much about um, over the last year or so. As part of this analysis or this discussion, I'm going to be focused a little bit on the beta of companies because this is a very important number if you're managing a portfolio. And if you're not sure what the beta is, that's B-E-T-A. It is a measurement, uh, a statistical measurement that we use and it compares a security to an index. So in other words, uh, because we're looking at US-based stocks here, we're going to compare the stocks and how they, um, how they behave in relationship to the S&P 500. 
generally speaking, the, the not generally speaking, the higher the beta of a company, the more volatile it is in comparison to the index and the lower the beta, the less volatile. So if a, if a stock has a beta of one compared to the S&P 500, that means that it will move in tandem in essence with the S&P 500. If we look at the um, Investopedia definition, they say that high beta stocks are those that are positively correlated with returns of the S&P 500, but at an amplified magnitude. And because of this amplification, these stocks tend to outperform in bull markets, but can greatly underperform in bear markets. And um, that's kind of the, the, the essence of what you need to know if you're going to uh, incorporate beta into your, your portfolio analysis. For what we're doing here, I'm gonna look at a chart that shows the beta and we'll, the first thing we're gonna see is that all of the FANG stocks have a high beta, are higher than one. So if we look at the beta, for example, of Meta, the first, the purple line at the top, they have a beta of 1.73, which means they're 1.73 times more volatile than the S&P 500. If we just work our way down, we'll see then Netflix, we'll see Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Apple, all with a beta of plus one. Now, if we get into those blue chip companies that everybody says are so boring, well, there may be a reason they say they're boring because when we look at how volatile they are relative to the S&P 500, we'll see the worst in this case is Coca-Cola with a beta of 0.429, so roughly half the volatility of the S&P 500 and so on with uh, Procter & Gamble, Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, right down to Campbell's Soup, which essentially is a kind of as flat as a pancake when you use this uh, type of measurement as the analysis. When you think about what Investopedia had to say that the higher the beta, the more opportunity um, you will have in a stock. Let's take a look and look back over a five-year performance. And so uh, given this concept, you would expect that the FANG stocks would overperform uh, relative to the low beta stocks, but there's actually a mix that we can see here. Now, certainly if we look at this five-year time period, Apple is far, well, Apple and Microsoft are far and above uh, the top performers there. And if we skip right down to the bottom of this, we'll see that boring Campbell soup with a negative return actually over this last five-year time period. But we will see medium or lower beta stocks such as Walmart, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, interestingly, ahead of high beta stocks such as Netflix and Facebook. And that does come across to me as a little bit surprising because that's just not what you would expect to see. Now, if we shorten this timeline, so if we move it down to a three-year time period, uh, again, factoring in what we've learned about the beta, we're gonna see that there is still a divergence, but all of the companies in this case are in positive territory with the exception of Facebook and Netflix. And to me, this chart shows a very, uh, um, a very a vivid uh, example of how you can use beta to incorporate. So when we look at the top end of this chart with the high beta Apple, the Microsoft, the Google, um, yes, they're more volatile, but they've worked out more volatile in a positive way. And we look right down at the very bottom of this and we see Facebook and we see Netflix with that high volatility, but in a negative sense. And then sandwiched in between all of those are all in positive territory, even Campbell's Soup, with a return anywhere from you know 34% up to the high of 63% over that time period with P&G, but which with a lot less volatility. I would like to look now at the one-year number. And this is, I think, the shorter we go here, how interesting this gets. And this is really the, the main takeaways from a video like this when we're trying to use history as a guide. Um, if you are an amazing investor and if you can absolutely pick the highs and the lows and, and buy at the low and sell right at the peak, well, you know, there's not many of you around. Uh, you may not care about the type of things that we're talking about here today. Um, however, 
most people aren't able to do that. And I think back over the last year, 18 months or so, one of the biggest names that we heard over and over and over was Kathy Wood. And she, of course, runs the ARK Investments and particularly the uh, the Innovation Fund, which was the rage. And you couldn't tune into YouTube without seeing a video about how amazing uh, she was and, and daily coverage of all the trades. And I, I wanna talk about, um, well, I wanted to take a lesson away, I guess, from that. Now, before I do that, I would like to give a shout out to our sponsor for today's video, which is Passive. And this is, you know, if you are someone who manages your own portfolio, I think you'll be able to uh, to benefit from Passive. Passive is a, a platform that you can use to manage your investments more efficiently. And uh, it's, it's really easy to keep track of your holdings, see whether they are under or over your target allocations, assuming you have set those target um, allocations. And I, I hope that you have, and I hope a video like this will show you the importance of, of having uh, that balanced portfolio. But with Passive, when it's time to rebalance, you can use their one-click trade feature to analyze where you are, wh which companies you need to sell, which companies you need to uh, buy to get back to your target allocations. And it automatically builds a trade sheet and executes those trades for you. In fact, uh, we recently did our annual rebalancing for other portfolios that we have in our uh, growth and balance portfolios uh, that we show here on YouTube. And we've um, rolled that out and, and we put that out to the students in our investing academy to see exactly how that works. Now, from a reporting perspective, if you wanna get a quick look at your value over time, Passive does a great job of, of tracking that. It helps you keep track of your dividends, reviews your transaction history trades, your dividends contributions, all other uh, types of account activities. So again, if you're an investor who looks after your own uh, investments, uh, I would invite you to check the, the link for Passive in the description below and see how that may play, uh, what I would say is probably a very important role for you. Now I was talking about Kathy Wood and if we look back, as I mentioned, she was the shining star. And if we look at her performance from January 20 to February, 2021, you can understand why she got so much coverage. Now, a lot of companies did well during that period, you know, coming out of COVID. But when you look here at a return of about 200%, it's easy to get caught up without really doing much thinking. You're just gonna think, well, actually, if you don't, don't do much thinking, but also if you watched a whole bunch of videos, you're gonna think this is the the magic ticket to, uh, to wealth. If we then look though, from the peak to where we are today, so from the, the peak of that to the decline, that same fund has dropped almost 70% during that time period. And if we look at even the one year number, it's down about 61%. When we compare that to the 11 stocks in the portfolio, they all of course have act differently, but you compare them to the one year number for the companies we're reviewing today, and you will see a huge divergence all the way from Netflix, of course, being the the the, the thing that everybody, the company everybody wants to pick on today down um, over 62% to a high of Coca-Cola at plus 27%. What I find very interesting about this chart is how, how mixed things are. So you have, uh, we start with a couple of low beta stocks, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, leading the way in that time period. Then you have Apple, then you have a high beta, then you have low, low, high, low, high, 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 and high. So in this short time period, we've seen the majority of the volatility on the downside in a one-year number. If we look at a year-to-date uh, number, and this is something that uh, you know we can all relate to because we're living through this right now, Boring is crushing the competition, and we can see that the top year-to-date are all those boring low beta stocks, Coke, Campbell Soup, Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, followed 
by those six higher beta stocks, which are supposed to be the ones that are, are there to make us a bunch of money. And I don't want to discount that concept because if we look back over that longer term, clearly um, a lot of those companies have outperformed as we saw just a few minutes ago. If we look at the, the very recent one month numbers, same story. We're going to see Walmart, Coke, Campbell Soup, Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson leading the way um, all in positive territory. And then we see those high beta stocks, those growth stocks in low beta, uh, sorry, in uh, negative territory during the same time period. So why did I decide I would make this video and, and go over this data? What is the lesson or why, you know, what's the, what's the purpose of me even putting this together? I have always argued, and in a time like this, uh, I will argue now that having a balanced portfolio matters. And the term balanced, I guess, is a little bit subjective. It means different things to different people. But we all have heard over the last, to say, going on two years now, of how um, you don't want those boring stocks. You know, we see it on our comments all the time. If we do a video on one of these companies, like a Walmart or a Procter & Gamble, is why would you waste your time investing in those? And, you know, ARC, to the moon, all, you know, all those types of things. Um, I, I hope I don't have to tell, I hope this isn't news to you. I hope I don't have to really drive this home. But it's human nature to get caught up in that, I'm not going to call it, I'm not going to call it, I don't, I don't think it's hype, but in the excitement, let's say, when the markets are going up. Uh, as I mentioned at the outset, uh, the times we're going through now catch your attention, but so do uh, the times when the markets are going straight up. And uh, we will never get to a point that, well, if you get to a point where you think you're smarter than everybody else, you're probably going to, well, you'll probably have tuned out along before we got to this point in the video in any event, because you think that these sort of old, the, the rules don't really apply to you. But um, I'm here to say that they do. And, and I'm fortunate enough, I guess, to have uh, lived through uh, major crashes in the markets during during my career, going back as early as the as the uh, the tech crash. That was the first major market crash that I went through, and and you hear the same arguments over and over and over how the old school is dead, and then uh, and, and what I find amazing or interesting is there was if you look at views on YouTube or you look at the chatter on YouTube or you look at the the level of comments on YouTube going back even six months ago, well, let's say a year ago. Way more videos being put out, way more comments, way more views, um, and it's exciting when markets are going up. But if you're here truly, if you're here for entertainment, fine. But if you're here to actually learn and for entertainment, um, I'll just sort of summarize it by saying these are the things that really matter at the end of the day. Don't think you're going to be smarter than the market. Um, work with the market. Work with what it gives you, and always have uh, you know spread your eggs between different baskets. So I hope that these illustrations and the concept does make sense to you. If it does, uh, yeah, please um, leave a comment. Tell me what your thoughts are, share your thoughts, or yeah, I'm always, I got a thick skin. If you say you're nuts and we're just going through a little blip here and we should all be leveraging up on the high yield or the uh, the high growth stocks, uh, fine, I'd like to hear that too. If you do these, if you do enjoy these types of videos, I uh, really appreciate a thumbs up. As a reminder, the first link in the description below is for our investing academy and for $20 a month for $19.99 a month, you can have access to all of the training that we've ever created and you'll see uh, the community is just growing, growing, growing uh, with new contributors coming all the time. And so uh, newsletters coming up starting, I believe, next month. We are now at the end of April, so starting in May. Uh, just check it out, uh, the website, you'll see it for the link below. And we hope that we can interest you in joining the Academy and you know going along your uh, investing learning experience there as well. So I will thank you so much for watching the video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.